Welcome to the I Give an F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And in today's episode, we're going to be going over some Formula One news that's been going on the beginning of the year and um, just talk about what's what's new in Formula One this year. But first, this is our first episode of 2024. So happy yes. new year, everyone. Season two. I know. We made we're it. so excited to be back. <laughs> we're so excited to be back with you guys. And we've uh, enjoyed a much needed break. Right, Lynette? Yeah. <laughs> Um, of you course. want to tell us about your break? Cause you have the more fun story than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. So I spent Christmas in Florence in Italy. Um, I was there about like, gosh, like 11 days maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I went to London for new year's. I spent new year's there. So that was fun. It was so my first beautiful. time in oh, London. Okay. This is what I was going to ask you is what did you think about London? Because remember, like last time we talked on the podcast, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my thoughts about London are kind of like iffy. Like, I feel like I didn't have a great first impression. I'd like to try it again. Um, I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts? Um, well, it was not what I expected. Like the city, yes, like everything, you know, was pretty and like all the lights were all pretty and, you know, the buildings and stuff. Um, yeah. But it was so packed, like insanely oh packed like when you were walking like there was no time for you to stop and like really? admire the buildings and look at things like you were just like moving with a mob it was crazy huh. like I did not expect that at all like that packed <laughs> yeah I don't remember it being that packed when I went I think I went in June and so I don't know maybe it's the fact that you were there like around Christmas New Year's yeah maybe but it's like some of the taxi drivers said that it's kind of like a normal thing now for it to be that hmm. packed like that. And I guess That's like in crazy. the like city center, I'm sure it's a lot yeah. like, like this, right. And then once, once you go out, like it's not as bad, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it took like 20, 30 minutes to go like two miles. <laughs> so oh it was like, gosh. either you walk, you know, and still That's take so forever, annoying. like walk in the rain and the cold or take yeah. a taxi and take 30 minutes. But, but I mean, other it was, than that, you, know, you liked cool. all the like sites and everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, we did like Westminster Abbey. We went to the Tower of London. Um, you know, like your typical stuff. Stop by yeah. Buckingham, of course. Like, yeah, you know, go outside and see all that. But yeah, that's awesome. Did you notice cool. like what I said about like the the buildings being kind of strange? Like you'd find like some modern buildings next to some yeah. like older buildings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't go like you could see like the modern section for sure, like where all the modern buildings are. And I didn't actually go like into that area. But yeah. it's like, you know, I'm trying to take a picture of like the Tower of London, you know, all like old and, you know, medieval. Yeah. And then it's like, can that building like please move because it's messing up like <laughs> the vibe of my picture <laughs> use use our editing apps to like yeah <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh mm -hmm. I know right it's kind of like jarring in a way like I mean that's just part of the character of it I just wasn't expecting that like when I went to London for the first time I was thinking like old buildings and like mm -hmm. it's just gonna look so like I don't know just old and it it didn't it didn't it was yeah uh, some of it looked old some of it looked new and it's a little confusing but yeah and so um, even some of like the old buildings like I feel like they still really don't feel old and I don't know if it's just because they're surrounded by all of the new stuff that it kind of takes away from that yeah and so 
but was it, was, it, nice. was it so romantic being there for the holidays with your hubby? Yeah, <laughs> definitely not outside with the crowd, though. Like, we yeah. can barely even find each other. It's like, don't leave me, please. <laughs> but oh um, yeah, the fireworks were really cool. We had like a perfect view of the fireworks, like the London Eye. Yeah, it's like this whole show and stuff. So I was like, oh, my gosh, um, <clears throat> can't miss that. But um, awesome. so, I, but I, we were thinking like, Whenever we go to Silverstone, we would definitely not stay in London. Like we'd for sure probably stay like out in the countryside. Oh, yeah. And then I love that. I don't know. Figure out a way to get there. I'm sure there's like trains or. So are something. you going to Silverstone this year? Is that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because um, we could definitely use some IGAF1 rep representation there. So I know. At just Silverstone. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be something that. Like really have to plan, you know, like yeah. where are you going to stay? How are you going to get there? Well, we'll just stay with um, our friends that we made yeah. in F1, all of our yeah. F1 podcast buddies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they all live like outside of the craziness of London. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just, I think that that would be kind of crazy to deal with like all the traffic and then driving to the race, but I don't know. I'm going to be doing that in Barcelona in June. So we'll see. I know. I can't city. wait to hear all about it. <laughs> I need but, all the um, tips, guys. But yeah, so another thing I did over there was do the F1 arcade. That yes. was fun. Um, so fun. We did that. Tell me we about had, it. Yeah, so there was like all the simulators um, like all lined up so you can go with your friends and like you all like I guess they put you together so that they like all the computers know that that's your like group. So yeah. you all race against each other and it changed. So like, let's say like we did 25 minutes. So I think it was only like three or four tracks that we got to do. That's kind of a long time. Yeah. It goes, yeah. that's what I thought too, but it went by really fast, like really okay. fast. <laughs> Cause I guess like you're, you know, like all into it and stuff, but mm -hmm. so you do like, I don't know what the time is or how many laps like for each track. Yeah. And then, so like whoever wins, like at the end, they'll like whoever won the most or like whoever gets the most points, just like Formula One, like is the winner. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And then they have food like they have this huge bar. They have like a full menu for food oh. um, and they have screens everywhere showing races. Was it British and... food like beans and um, <laughs> beans? And <laughs> no, and it was bread. like regular like <laughs> bar food. I know the, <laughs> that's like the one thing that's funny that you bring up the food because it was like, you know, we just spent all this time in Italy and it's like in Italy, everything is like, oh, your just favorite. so good, right? Italian <laughs> food. Yeah. And then um, in London, it was like, obviously they had fish and chips everywhere, but lots um, of pubs. Yeah. It was weird. Like it was a mix of, you know, wings and burgers and pizza, mm. but then like British food too. <laughs> so um, not your jam. <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually I went to one of the most amazing Italian restaurants in London I think mm -hmm. there's like if you know where the good places are like you're set but I yeah. think if you're just like a tourist going there and you're like what do I eat you know yeah like, and then everything was so packed and crazy it's like you mm -hmm. had to have a reservation and I kind of went in there like not really knowing like I hadn't really looked up food places or anything I just kind of figured like oh we'll be walking around and like see what's there like once we're there yeah we'll like go on google and see what's nearby and it was like okay yeah I did that but then they're like nope sorry <laughs> it's yeah packed. yeah um oh my gosh but yeah so, the f1 arcade so it was um and like it's cool you know they have the right? screens and t and races playing and 
Yeah. Um, we were talking to like one of our servers and he says like the drivers have made appearances there before. So they do events. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And they invite them. And that he said that Lando had like he had an event there. I don't know oh. if it was like McLaren or F1, like whatever yeah. it was, like it was an event and that he actually like, you know, they started talking and they kind of like became like friends, you know, I'm sure not not close friends, but like close enough to where they like message each other every once in a while and stuff. And stop. He was like talking okay, about how like such a cool F1 guy arcade. he is. I know. <laughs> That's <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to be friends with them. <laughs> um, so they, they are opening an F1 arcade and or they're starting to open them up in the US, right? Yeah. There's going to be a lot. And he yeah, said and were Boston's like, going to be the Boston. first one. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder, I'm really curious, like how they pick where they open them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Boston doesn't get much F1 action. So maybe that's why. Maybe they're like a hot spot for F1 fans. Where are Boston maybe. fans at? You know, just <laughs> I know. shoot us a comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's awesome. And then, okay, so you went to um, Italy and then you also, didn't you, didn't you tell me you watched the Ferrari movie? I did. Yeah. When we got back last week. Okay. You want to tell me your thoughts? Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but it's okay. Okay. okay, So it was not like my favorite. If you have not seen it, Uh like fast forward a little. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I won't, I won't be like super spoiler events. Yeah. But, um, I'll be honest. Like I wasn't, it wasn't like the best movie, but I don't know, maybe because I expected it to be something else. Like it wasn't Um, really like a racing movie. It was it more, was like more yeah, like a, it was more about like a short time in his life, like about his relationship, kind of like when his marriage was like oh. over falling apart. You know apart. what this reminds me of is um, the what's that one about? Is it's not McLaren, um, Lamborghini, that movie mm-hmm. La- about Lamborghini and the guy mm-hmm. who started it, like the tractor company, because mm-hmm. that was like a lot about his like personal life. Yeah. Huh. So interesting. So they have a couple scenes um with racing but it's really not about the racing I think the end is really like when you get most of the racing but it also had like kind of bad CGI I think that's what what they use like really for the crashes and stuff like it was it kind of like turned cheesy when the crashes would happen because it's like you know you're like into it and then it's like oh what was that like that looked totally fake (laughs) it looked bad yeah and then like another thing that kind of bugged me was I don't know if you could say like the cast, like the casting of it, um, oh, but no. like their you accents, like, like their accents, yeah, their accents would change. Like they just didn't go like, I didn't feel like it was huh. Enzo, you okay. know, like it, like it didn't feel like, okay, I'm in, in Italy in this time period. And like, that's Enzo. Like it was just kind of like throwing me off. Like there was times when I felt like he, yeah. Enzo kind of sounded German. So hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the movie scene, I watched Gran Turismo over the break and I really liked that one. It has, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's from Stranger Things. Um, he was like one of the main guys. And then Orlando Bloom was also, um, one of the main characters. And it was about what's his name, who was, um, he was a sim racer and then he became like a, a formula driver. I think it was like, mm-hmm. I think he's ended up getting to like formula three or formula two or something. And, um, but they were trying to like, it was the whole story about how 
they wanted to make the Gran Turismo like simulator game. Um, they wanted to make racers out of those players on that game, which was really cool. Um, and I really liked it. I really liked it. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the, literally the only other thing I've been up to besides just like hanging out with my kids is um, we actually went to Andretti indoor karting today. Oh, this morning <laughs> today. And so I was like, yeah, Wait, so by like your house? Anybody... No, by your house. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've been to that one. <laughs> um, and they don't have one by my house. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like my son is so obsessed with cars. I mean, this is my own doing, but um, it's literally all he talks about. And so we were like, I'm sure he would love to do this. And he's four. He just turned four. And he's like the, like the, this is the, the, like the first age that you can actually, the youngest age that you can actually be in the karting, like the mini Omari Mario Kart section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so cause they sent- have like the adult and then the younger, the younger. Yeah. Kids. And so we sent them, uh, we brought them there today and they loved it. So like if you're in the Houston area and you want to go do some karting, try the Andretti, um, indoor karting facility. It's amazing. And I'm so jealous that you live so close. Like not, <laughs> did fair. you do it? No, I didn't do you it. You should have done it. It's... I know, but I had to watch them. So it was kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> you could be like, okay, now watch mommy, <laughs> watch yeah. mommy, show yeah, you how it's done. <laughs> Don't say hi to the strangers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it's fun. The adult one, like it's pretty fast. Surprised oh me with how fast it was. <laughs> I know it's so crazy, but that's literally the only racing stuff that I've been doing. Like the last three months, I really took a break besides planning our Spain trip. Like that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's good. You know, like kind of take a break and before yeah. we get back into it, like I kind of also like on, obviously, you know, I was on vacation. So like, I wasn't really on social media, like paying attention to stuff. And I feel yeah. like not, not much happens, you know, it's like your typical yeah, except stuff for the last of like what they're weeks. doing. <laughs> like these last couple of weeks and the news has been going crazy. And so we were like, when I was talking to you the other day, all of you guys who listen, um, just telling you, like, I was like, Lynette, we've, I feel like we've got to have an episode. We've got to start it early because there's just so much going on and I really want to chat with you about it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of, do you want to hop into the news now? We've got a few news items in Formula yeah, One. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Some pretty um, big news items, right? Yeah. You want to start? <laughs> sure. So, okay. um, obviously the first thing we have to talk about is Gunther Steiner leaving Haas. Um, I feel like that just came like a big surprise to everybody. Um, yeah. so so he's out as team principal and Ayao Komatsu is now the team principal. So he's... Um, hey, props for saying his name right. I, know, I hope I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did. So, so um, Ayao <laughs> has also <laughs> been with Haas since 2016, but he started off as chief race engineer. And then he previously held the position of director of engineering. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now he's team principal. And so both of them were there since 2016 and now Gunther's not. So Um, what are your thoughts on this? I know it's kind of crazy. We like, it kind of came out of the blue for me. I was very like, obviously super upset. Like I love Gunther. Like he's just, 
he's just such a character and I love seeing him like around the paddock and he's always like, I don't know, he's just like fun, you know? Um, so it'll be really sad to like see him go, but I do think that Haas needed to let him go. Um, I mean, I think they need to make changes if they're going to do any better than where they're at now. And, um, I mean, not even just that. So Simone Resta also, um, resigned from the team Mm -hmm. as well. And, um, I just think there's a lot of changes that are happening within the team and I'm not sure where they go from here. But I'm excited to see kind of like where this will take them. And I'm really hoping that, I don't know. I mean, we lose a very fun character, but hopefully we're gaining a little better of a team. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. Um, I think, you know, it's been long enough where it's time to make the changes, you know, like, you know, like Jean said, like they want to win, like they're not in here to be last. And the past few years, they haven't really gone anywhere. So like, you can't even really say like, they've had some progress, like that things are Mm -hmm. moving slowly, but moving. But yeah, I think it's time for a change. And like you said, with Simone Resta also leaving, he was the technical director. Um, hopefully that means that they are like actually trying to make changes like from within to get things going and yeah like do something because I mean it's getting kind of to the point like well what are you even doing in F1 you know yeah I know and I think um I don't know I'm I'm also curious how like where this where this is going to take them with the drivers because you know both drivers are I believe they're only they only have contracts through the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see, like, is this going to open up two new spots? Because they've got a fresh new team principal, a fresh new, you know, like several other people on the team. And so are they now going to just do a complete overhaul and have, you know, new drivers as well, which would be interesting because we could see, you know, quite a bit of changes to the grid in 2026 and, um, or sorry, 2025, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good and it'll be a great storyline for a drive to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. As much as people are freaking out, you know, that <laughs> what's drive to survive going to do without Gunther, I think, I mean, I feel that way for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure it'll kind of bring in, there's going to be a lot going on, you know, that they're going to have to talk about True. on there with Haas. So that'll be interesting to year, see all the changes. Yeah. And I think last year with Drive to Survive, we both were under the same thought that like it's sort of run its course a bit, like they need to change it up. And so hopefully, I mean, I'm not sure much will change between this year and and last year just because, you know, I I didn't really feel like there was much drama going on behind the scenes last year, Mm -hmm. last season. But um, with this season, I do think that it'll give Netflix a good storyline and maybe they can move further with that. And I also think, and we talked about this before, I'm curious to see if Drive to Survive producers end up moving to any other motorsport areas like Formula E or, you know, F1 Academy and doing something along those lines of like showing, you know, other Mm -hmm. areas of motorsport than just Formula One. Like you think a separate series, like a separate show or just include it? Well, the name is Drive to Survive. It's not like F1, you know, Drive to Survive. Mm-hmm. So I I think that they could really do something else with it. And 
bringing attention to other motorsport categories. That's my yeah. thought. Cause I feel like I would watch it if it was like about, I mean, I obviously I want to keep it with formula one because I love, you know, learning more and more and more every year about like our teams and our drivers. Um, but I do think that they could take it to another direction so as to not plateau. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. What do you think about the Haas drivers? Like, do you think it's time to also get some new drivers or you think maybe they should keep them, um, like since they do have experience, like keep them right. while they go through all these changes. If there's going to be changes. <laughs> um, I just don't feel one way or another. Like I'm not super gung ho, like Magnuson and, and Hulkenberg fan. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're great drivers. I think that they're like pretty consistent. They, I think that they saved Haas a lot of money this last season by not, you know, having a ton of accidents. And that's a good thing because they need to save money. They don't have the, the, the amount of money that the other teams do. So I think if they can find new sponsorship, and get more money behind them, then I don't see why they wouldn't want to take a chance and, you know, hire maybe some more, some younger talent that can really bring the team some sort of like, um, energy. I don't know. I just feel like they're lacking energy and I don't know if that's the, the age of them. I don't know if that's the, because I'm not, look, I'm not an ageist. Okay. (laughs) Love, love them both. They're both like, you know, great, great drivers, but I just think they need some young, fun, up and coming energy to come in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something to excite the fans and like, yeah, get them interested in like trying to pay attention. Like, Oh, what are you guys doing over here? And yeah. Like, what do you think? I mean, do you agree or? Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess, in the next. It's going to happen quick, but there's going to be I a know. lot of changes over the next year. <laughs> and who knows? You know, no one's ever safe, I feel like. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So next up I have on the list of news topics is Monza renovations. So the upgrade work, which would cost 21 million euros, aims to elevate the Autodromo Nazionale Monza to modern global standards. Did I do it right? The circuit (laughs) upgrades are anticipated to continue until June, 2024, concluding just shy of a month before the 2024 Italian Grand Prix, scheduled from 30th August to 1st of September. The areas slated for renovation involve upgrading the track surface, enhancing grandstands, and improving the pit buildings. So our beloved Monza is stepping their game up, trying to keep their spot on the F1 calendar, which I am super excited about. It's a lot of money. Um, Do you think they have what it takes to, you know, make the proper changes that are needed to stay and to to stay relevant. Yeah, I think I think they'll do it. You know, it's a lot of money and you know, if I think having that race there is a big deal to like that area and Italy and like Ferrari and the fans and stuff, so I think like yeah. it's something Do you think that, it's going to come down to them and Imola though? 
Um, no, I don't think so. I think you don't think so. Yeah. I think they'll either have both or like just continue having, having Monza there. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, Stefano Dominicali, he, I guess, kind of pressured them into saying like, basically you need to upgrade, modernize, or you can't be on the calendar anymore. Mm. So yeah, so luckily, they're... like they didn't kind of like push back, you know, because there's a yeah. lot of other tracks that have been like, well, you know, we don't have the money. Like, you know, I guess like it's not that important to them, like to put in that money. So um, yeah. it looks like the fact that they were like getting on it this year. I think it's good. I think that um, I, I, I wish that they didn't have to make the renovations and to still stay on the calendar because I think what makes Monza Monza is the fact that it is an old school track and it's mm-hmm. not trying to be overly fancy or overly ornate. It's not a show. Um, when you go there, the grandstands are very basic. There's nothing special about them. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a grandstand. And so, um, you know, if you go, if you look at the differences between Monza and say Coda, um, the grandstands, they have that, that what's the lounge that's the velocity lounge that's like right up top and it's mm-hmm. got, you know, nice bathrooms and they have, you know, a nice bar and all that stuff. And that's great for Mont, I mean, for Coda, but I just don't know that Monza really needed all of that extra pizzazz. Yeah. I'm and excited ho- hopefully for them, like, but- okay, they do updates, but not go too far where it just feels so new and shiny that you don't like you lose all that history right you know like because they can you know upgrades okay sure for the track and like the roads around there the tunnels and um I know they want to add more grandstands and stuff but kind of like try and leave it to that feeling you know that historic feeling like you're saying yeah and I I just hope that they stick to what's true to them and I feel like they will but I also just didn't think they really needed it. Mm -hmm. There's just a charm about the whole experience. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, (laughs) we'll have to go back and see, you know, and compare, see if we approve. That's what this means. We got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So next up on news, I have some rumors. You want to hear a rumor? Yes. please. (laughs) Okay. So there's a rumor that Alex Albon has been contemplating potential avenues beyond his current team, Williams, despite being under contract until potentially 2025. His noteworthy performances in 2023 season have not only solidified his position at Williams, but also sparked speculation about his future in the sport. And I think there's a lot of art, like I Googled Alex yesterday and every single news outlet for F1 is talking about this. So I felt like we should talk about it because even though it's not technically done news, it is rumors. And do you think that Alex has the, has what it takes and, you know, is wanting to leave Williams? Um, the first question, do you think he has what it takes to leave Williams? Yeah. To leave Williams. I think Yes, where it depends. I know some of the rumors going around is that he is like a name being thrown around to replace Carlos Sainz if Carlos doesn't 
stay with Ferrari, like if they don't sign Mm -hmm. him, which that, um, I just, I don't see that at all. I don't see him as a Ferrari driver. I think like being a Ferrari driver is like a whole other level. And even though like he has, he has shown like this past year, he did really good and he's been showing a lot of like, he's had good drives in Williams and you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of progress from like, let's say when he was at Red Bull and then he got sent back down and, you know, all of that stuff that happened. But I still, I just don't see Ferrari like bringing him on as a driver. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they they could have other options. Like, let's say if they're not going to sign Carlos Sainz. So, yeah, I don't know about that rumor. So, but I do see him like he could leave Williams and go to another team. But I don't know about Ferrari. He just doesn't need to be on Lynette's team is what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I So I am curious though, like to big, to piggyback off of your thought, do you think that, um, do you think that if Carlos doesn't, okay. So if Carlos doesn't resign hypothetically with Ferrari, who would be your top choice to replace Carlos? Not Fernando Alonso. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't even think he would go back to Ferrari <laughs> after everything. Um, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. And that's why I feel like Ferrari just needs to sign Charles and Carlos. Keep these two. Like that's kind of like the I mean, obviously like there's Lando and stuff, right? But I, I feel like there's been talk about him going somewhere else. Like there's, I feel like the other drivers really aren't available. Mm. So, I mean, I guess I could like pick a name, like, Oh, I wish this would happen, but I don't like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like that pairing is really good at Ferrari. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to see who, who would you have? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I'm like, racking my brain right now to figure out the other teams just off the top of my head. I don't know. I feel like Alex would be maybe a good fit, but then I'm also like, well, I think maybe Oscar, um, Mm -hmm. he just has like a very, he has like a sauce to him. I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's a a good option. Yeah. I I think maybe Oscar. Mm -hmm. And he's still kind of like new enough but good enough that he could be like with Charles and yeah. learn a lot and like, and not even that he like, he really has to learn a lot, but I guess like just learn the Ferrari ways, you know? Right. Um, so it, it'd be different than like having Lando and Charles, both of them kind of like with the experience already that. and like all of that. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a good choice. Um, well, I digress. Um, sorry, <laughs> I was off topic, but I just thought that was, I, I thought about that immediately. Like, what if they don't resign Carlos? Yeah. Um, most I likely they will, right? <laughs> I would think so. I mean, if they don't, I just like, what are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you thinking exactly? Yeah. I mean, you have like, you can't complain about these two drivers and your focus needs to be some somewhere else, like with the car and like yep. within the team and the engineers and all of that stuff. And like, just your two drivers are good. Focus on the other things that you need to do and mm-hmm. you have a chance of winning the championship. So, yeah. 
Um, well, speaking of Carlos, we have some other news regarding one of his previous sponsors. Do you Did you see anything about this topic? Yeah, so <clears throat> the Spanish beer brand, Estrella Galicia, <laughs> the non-alcoholic one, has returned to McLaren, which I thought was interesting because I feel like a lot of those Spanish brands kind of like stay with their Spanish drivers. Right. Um, so now they're back to McLaren. Yeah. So they were with McLaren three years prior to mm -hmm. moving over to Carlos. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's interesting because the, you know, the original, the owner and brewer, um, his name was Ijos de Rivera, Rivera. Um, he has been associated with Carlos for a long time and he's actually been supporting Carlos since like way back in the day, like 2013. So to see them kind of parting ways, I'm not really sure what the deal is with that. Do you think there's some drama there? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why are they going to McLaren now? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And McLaren has like so many sponsors. So yeah, but also have, I wonder if maybe because um, now uh, Peroni is going to be teaming up with Ferrari. So maybe right. that had something to do. Maybe it wasn't really anything between them. And it was more of like Ferrari saying, hey, we'd rather have an Italian beer sponsor yeah. versus a Spanish one, even though we have a Spanish driver and stuff like, you know, Ferrari likes to keep it like in the family, all Italian. So yeah, that could be one of the big things. Yeah, that yeah. could be. Maybe that's that's a good thought. Maybe that's mm -hmm. what it is. Hmm. Well, interesting. So that's all I have. Did you have anything else? Um, so I just wanted to talk real quick about the crash test. So the teams right now are like going through all the testing and stuff for the new car. And yeah. um, the two that have come out to say or like that have been reported of like failing the crash test are Red Bull and Alpine. But... I don't think it's like it's not really a big deal because they do like multiple tests and they basically just have to go back and kind of like fix whatever was wrong, whatever failed. Right. And um, and then they'll do their test again and eventually pass because like the main thing is they want to make sure the car is safe um, in right. like all the conditions and stuff. And if anything, that just kind of shows that maybe like they're, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries or kind of like trying new things to see what works. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then, okay, let's go back to this. So it's not like really anything to be concerned about, but other teams have already passed there. So, so how, do you know anything about how often they do the crash tests and like when their next opportunity will be to do that and pass it? I'm not sure. I would think probably just like a couple weeks to go back and fix what the problem was and then. Mm. you know, have, have everything done like before yeah. you have to go out on track for testing. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it is surprising, I guess, because, you know, Red Bull always seems to have it together and they're finally showing something that, <laughs> that didn't mm -hmm. go their way. Um, the Alpine crash test. Yeah. It didn't surprise me as much. I, I think we hear a lot of rumblings about these kind of crash tests before the season starts. And for the most part, like everyone ends up I'm pretty sure everyone ends up passing anyway. So yeah, um, I'm yeah, sure they'll they be fine. To. 
Yeah. But it, it's like, it makes you wonder like, oh, what was Red Bull up to? What were they doing? Partying <laughs> what, too what hard. kind of new thing were they testing out that didn't work? <laughs> Partying too hard in the off season. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of like some preseason stuff, I did want to tell y'all. So we've got car launch dates. Um, February 5th, we have Williams and Stake. Stake F1 team. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Which is so weird to say. We're going to have to really I know. get used to that. I, yeah, I feel like we didn't talk about that, right? No, we didn't. So that's a whole nother news thing. And what do you think about the name? Um, It's just, it doesn't sound like Formula One team? racing. Like no. it doesn't sound motorsporty yeah, so at all. It's, no. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I'm just like, why? <laughs> and then they're going to have to... They're going to have to end up changing their branding anyway for certain races throughout this the season because they can't represent themselves as stake F1 team for countries that don't allow the gambling, the crypto gambling site. Mm-hmm. Which know. is quite a few. Yeah. I think it's like something like eight. We did a video yeah. on this on Instagram. Eight countries that ban some form of gambling. So I'm like, what you going to do? That's yeah. like a whole third of the, a fourth of the calendar. So, or no, it's a, it's a third, right? No, it's a fourth. <laughs> it's like one fourth of the whole calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's just, I don't know what they're going to do there, but I, yeah, I don't like the name and, you know, I mean, they're not going to stay that way forever. Right. Because they will be Audi. Yeah. At some point. Which is like another thing, you know, for fans. Like, imagine being a fan of a team that's, like, changing their name every couple years. <laughs> no. Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like, just stay Sauber. That's that's recognizable. You don't have to do a complete branding overall, overhaul because they've already been Sauber. Mm-hmm. And they're going to stay. Sauber is going to stay one of the, one of the, you know, sponsors but not like the main one right yeah it'll just be audi that takes over so they should have just gone to sauber i don't don't understand but i guess money stake (laughs) yeah forked up a bit too much money so um okay so then february 7th we have alpine february 8th we have red bull and then february 12th aston martin February 13th, Ferrari, and then February 14th, Valentine's Day, we have Mercedes and McLaren. So that will be my date night. (laughs) (laughs) Double gift of Valentine's Day gifts there. Yeah. Excited for the car reveals. And actually, speaking of the new livery designs, we are going to have our special guests, um, Jacob and Ash from the 107 pod on I think that weekend sometime that weekend or maybe maybe the week after I think it's that weekend though Mm -hmm. and we're going to discuss all of our thoughts on the liveries and the just the overall car designs so that'll be really exciting so stay tuned for that yeah Um, it'll be nice to kind of have like their feedback on it and see what they have to say about it because they're dudes. And so, like, yeah. you know, we don't always have, like, a dude's perspective on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, we're over here say, like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> although I will say, like, for our pit crew segment today, we had a lot of guys right in. And so thank you guys so much. Where are our girls at? That's what I want to know. <laughs> they're on Where vacation still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're taking a break from F1. Um, but before I before we get to our pit crew segment, I wanted to just 
quickly share with y'all the uh, the poll that we did about Gunter. Let's see, we asked you guys, was it his time to go yet? And forty two percent of you said yes, and fifty eight percent of you said no. So wow, um, pretty close. You, I didn't think it was going to be that close. I didn't either. I thought everybody was just going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his time. Yeah. Cause everyone loves him. But, um, yeah, so that's what we had for that. And then I guess we'll go ahead and start our pit crew segment. All right. You want to go first? Yeah. So on that comment, <laughs> our first <laughs> comment, um, was from Lamar and he's asking, how do we get justice for Gunther? Storm the tower at Coda. <laughs> We storm at dawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With our Haas flag and an American flag. <laughs> Perfect place to do it, right? It is. Um, thank you so much for that. That made my day when I when I read it, honestly. We can always count count on Lamar for for some fun humorous <laughs> comments. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, how do we get justice for him? I think we need to get him his own like podcast or special. Yeah. He I already think, has a book. I know. Um I think so I've like seen some things online talking about like he's gonna be away from Formula One and stuff yeah. and um like maybe if you see him it'll just be like him visiting the paddock and stuff yeah um so what do you think like he should do next like do you think he should stay in Formula One somehow no. like or like you said like well, podcast yes. yes I think he should stay in the Formula One area I think he would be really valuable as like a TV personality or like a podcast or a radio show because he's just so likable and he has, he has that brand awareness that he can bring to, you know, say like, um, sky sports or F1, um, TV. So I would say something like along those lines, I think he would be really good. What do you think? I think something on his own. Mm -hmm. So that way he can just be how he wants to be and say what he wants to say. Um, I feel like if he was on Sky Sports, it would have to be like a special small segment because yeah. I feel like he could like uh, people love him so much and like he brings so much attention to him that I feel like it could kind of take away from like what they are talking about or like, you know, because they're very like technical and like this right. is what's happening on the race and this is like the drivers that we're talking about and this and that. So I think like it could take away from that and it mm -hmm. could kind of turn it into like more of like real comedy segment or like a less serious type of thing. So yeah, I think maybe do something on his own. Maybe he does something with Netflix. Yeah. That'd be cool. And I think he was also going to like produce or write some TV show. I saw something about that. Mm. So I think he, he'll be fine. He has, a bunch of things going on. And he has the love of F1 fans everywhere. Like he's not going to go scorned. I mean, yeah, he'll be go, he'll go scorned by Gene, but like, <laughs> who cares? Like he's not his boss anymore. So yeah. now he can just do what he wants, which will be great. And he has the, the following. I think that a lot of team principals wish they had. So yeah. Um, next up we have Juan saying is an 80 year old designer that's been out of f1 for years still relevant 
does the mere fact that he designed Michael's car give him the right to come back? Who are we talking about here, Juan? <laughs> so he's talking about Rory Byrne. And okay. um, so he was chief designer between 1996 and 2006. And he pretty much was like the designer during the most successful years of Ferrari and designed Schumacher's car. And then he also came back like as a consultant in 2022 and 2023. So now, yeah. And so now this year they've brought him on, I guess, like full, fully, not Mm. just a consultant. So that could be a reason why they're changing 95% of their car. And um, I think that he would be relevant. You know, he's Mm -hmm. been in that like field, right? Designing for so long that I feel like he has a lot of knowledge in that and has I'm sure stayed up to date, like with all the new technology and like all of the, you know, like all that new stuff, especially like if he's been like a consultant and kind of here and there, so not necessarily out. So I think this could be like an exciting thing for Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think I just don't know enough about him to like have an opinion, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited for any changes that come to Ferrari because like they need to change it up to get themselves at the front of the grid. Mm-hmm. So any changes are probably good changes for them. Yeah. And I think there's been like a lot of excitement over him and people kind of like are putting him on the same level um, as Adrian Newey, who was yeah. obviously like incredible okay. at designing a car. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see, you know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not Maybe to get tif- Ferrari fans excited, but <laughs> not to get the Tifosi all Delulu, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, it has to happen every year. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so last we have Saul, what are your silly season predictions? Do you have to, don't have to be accurate and could be crazy ones. I love this question. What are yours? So I actually asked him what his were. He answered and said, I think, um, I think Checo retires, Danny takes his seat and Liam takes Danny's. We'll see some drama between either Carlos and Charles or Oscar and Lando, just some good quality teammate heated moments and stuff as they will all hopefully compete for the championship as a team or solo. He he said, okay, yes, a little far-fetched, but who doesn't love a bit of drama? And I, I agree. I think it's, I think we've been lacking some excitement in the paddock over the last season. I don't know if that's because everyone's so kumbaya, but, <laughs> um, but I, I actually liked the, you know, I, for me, I, I would have liked to have seen more of like the, the Esteban Pierre drama that I think was going on behind the scenes because nobody really talked about it and I saw it. So (laughs) it didn't get past me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's, that was a good silly season rumor. Um, and I would have to agree. I think I said this yesterday when we were recording, um, as guests on the F1 Unleashed podcast that I think, I think this year is Checo's last year. So I'm going to go with um, Checo retiring after this year. And I think Liam will take his spot. I don't think, I think it would either be Liam or maybe even Oscar or Lando, one of those three, mm-hmm. because I feel like they need young, someone young to come in up behind Max. 
and hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all I have for y'all. I don't So really I feel any- like you think that Lando and Oscar, one of them isn't gonna be in Mc- McLaren like long. Yeah. You think one of them is I just ready don't think to- they're gonna be able to keep both of them because they're both so good. Mm-hmm. So I just don't feel like they're gonna be able to keep both. But I mean, who knows? <laughs> they both they both seem to really love McLaren, so I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, I also agree that this will be, well, I think it'll be Sergio's last year at Red Bull. Um, I don't know, like, not sure about in Formula One in general, but I did see like just recently yesterday, today, um, that there's, I guess, somebody from Formula E, I guess, like yeah. the main guy. Um, that wants has been, to recruit him. Yeah, he's trying to recruit him. So yeah, I don't, part of me is like, you know, I think Formula E is really just trying to get people's attention and this could be a way of doing that. And maybe like there's, has nothing to do with it, Mm. but they just want to like find a way to get their name out there and get people like, oh, Formula E, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I think Checo is kind of like, past formula e you know it wasn't like a lot of formula one drivers go to formula e when they're like midway in their career and they're just like not good enough to stay in formula one or you know something happens that it doesn't work out and so they end up in formula e um and the same like with f2 drivers that don't make it so i think like he's kind of past that and like at the age where he can just be like all right i'm done like Mm -hmm. i'm retiring and he could be involved, you know, like in Mexico with Formula One somehow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I also uh, let me go out on a limb here and say it's not a limb because I literally was saying this earlier. But um, I think by the end of this season, either Magnuson or or Hulkenberg will be out at Haas. Like mm-hmm. I think meaning like they will be gone and will not be racing in 2025. Okay. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if even, like, this year, you know, it could be, like, cleaning house over there, trying to figure things out. Yeah, they could be, like, getting rid of them before the season starts. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) But, I mean, they do have contracts till the end of the year, which I don't think Haas has the money to afford to buy them out. But we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. But I do think that they're going to be one, if not both, will be out by next year I just Mm -hmm. think they need something new yeah I think we're gonna keep kind of seeing a lot of stuff with Haas this year like it's not just okay Gene's out this other guy's out like I think it's gonna be ongoing throughout the year a lot of changes being made because it seems like did I say Gene I feel like I keep saying Gene but I mean Gunther okay (laughs) so um um I feel like Gene is kind of like had enough and yeah you know it's tired of being like the joke maybe (laughs) and um finally you know wants to get better so maybe he'll also like finally start putting some money in or putting like doing something to make the the team better so yeah I feel like we're gonna be hearing about them a lot more and I also agree with you that Liam would be the one to go to Red Bull next I think he's the chosen one Mm mm-hmm I think Danny's great, but I think this last season he kind of showed that his 
his sparkle is um, dimming a bit. Um, he's kind of falling in the background a bit. And even though, you know, he's just as talented in the car, if not more than, than Yuki, I think, I think Yuki did a great job this season. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't think, I think Danny's losing. He hasn't been able to get back what he lost. Yeah. And I think like for Alpha Tauri, it's good to have him in there because he can get the most out of the car and like, they know he like, he's going to give it all. So um, as far as like for them as a team, I think it'd be good in that that way to help them improve and get yeah. more points and get, you know, get the money instead of having like, you know, two new guys or like, you know, like ones that are still kind of learning. Right. Because then it's like, you're, well, you're never going to really score as many points as you could and all of that. So right. I think it also works out for them to to keep him there. So, yeah, for sure. Well, that's all we have for our questions. And unless, did you have anything else, Lynette? No, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. I think that's uh, it for now. This has been so fun. I can't believe we got like a good episode out of all this news that's been going on. See, it was like such a good idea for us to come back before the season I know. starts. And we haven't really gotten to talk about it. So like we haven't really talked but <laughs> after yes. I've been back. So it's been like cool to talk about it and kind of like see what you had to say about like all this stuff going on. Yeah. And I think we're both, it's, we're both in agree agreement on a lot of things. So I'm excited to see where this next season takes us. We have some guests that are going to be coming on the podcast in the next few weeks. And so stay tuned as we get more news, we will have more, you know, podcast episodes. We won't be probably weekly, you know, consistently until the season starts, but we are so excited to be back with you guys and just thank you so much for following us. Please, please, please um, hit the subscribe button on YouTube and then also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And we just love you guys so much. So um, we will see you hopefully in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.